was sick. Everyone say, that was sick. And give him a big clap. Good on you, Harry. What an awesome story. I just love it. It's just, you know what? We're all messed up, aren't we, really? Come on, let's just be honest. Let's be real. We're all messed up. But how awesome is it that God makes something beautiful out of our mess? That the God of the universe is not put off by our mess, but he's actually attracted to us in our mess as we like Harry, you know, kind of the ugly cry. Really, it's just, it's just a picture of us going, God, can you come and make something of my mess? And God is so keen and it's what he does and our life isn't perfect after it, but he's in the process of taking something beautiful out of our mess and that is good news as far as I'm concerned. So that's so good. Awesome. Well, my name is Shafin. Um, I actually got called Shappen on Friday morning when I was interviewed on the radio on Sunshine FM. And um, yeah, just want to welcome uh, Shappen on the radio. Like, that's me. So call me what you like. I'll respond to you most probably. But um, it's all good. But we do want to welcome those that are here for the first time. We're stoked that you could join us. And those that are watching online as well. And kind of especially those people that actually come back. Um, there's been a lot of people that have come for the first time over the last few months. And I'm like, hey, you came back. <laughs> I think that's a positive. And so thank you for coming back. So fun to do this journey with you, this adventure with you. And we really also, like Jess said, want to invite you to our welcome party. That's happening not this Tuesday night, it's next Tuesday night. And the invitation is, hey, if you want to come and do this adventure with us, we would love you to come with us. And so that'll be really cool. Um, well, I'm excited because tonight is the first night of our new series called... Hey, there we go. Frequency, how to tune in to the voice of God. How many of you have got analog radio uh, radios in your car instead of pre-recorded, you know, pre-inserted digital? Has anyone got analog? We actually need to twist the knob to tune in. That's what we're talking about. Old school, how to tune in to hearing the voice of God. And next week, we've got awesome Jess, my beautiful wife, who's going to be preaching uh, which is going to be great, and also Chris Adams, who's going to be speaking for this three-week series about how to hear the voice of God. And so I'm just going to begin by praying, because although we're here to listen in a way to me, really we just want to lean in, and we want to hear, God, would you speak to us tonight? And so I'm going to begin by praying. Lord God, I thank you so much for every single person here. I thank you that we're not here by accident, Lord, but it's the call of God, of your spirit that's led us here tonight. And so, God, tonight we just open up our hearts to hear from you. God, I pray especially for those here that don't know you yet or on the journey. And I just pray tonight that you just whisper, speak something into their heart, that they taste your love, that experience your love afresh. And so tonight, God, we just invite you to come and have your way in this moment. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. That's great. Well, um, a few weeks ago, um, we took our kids for a longer walk than just from Scarborough Beach to Trigan back and we took them to John Forest and we parked the car and we went on this huge meandering journey, pilgrimage, um, you know, around bends and over rocks and on the edge of cliffs and all that kind of stuff, making our way to a waterfall, um, which is great. And on the way there, the kids would sort of run ahead, right, for a while. They'd run ahead, but then they weren't sure where to go. So they'd check in with us. They'd be like, what, what way do we go? And if we pointed in a direction, then, oh, cool, they'd, they'd be confident again. All right, we're going to keep on going. And then also the kids every now and then, because Jess and I are walking, talking, adult sort of conversation. And, and then all of a sudden we looked down and one of our kids had just sort of sidled up to us. 
just like walking along, just like touching the pants and mainly next to Jess, just simply subconsciously to get their love tank filled. You know what I mean? Where the kids just draw in, they want to get in the presence of their parent for a while, just to get their love tank filled. And then when it's filled, they're like, thanks. And then they just run off again, full of confidence into the world. And this is a bit of a picture of our life at times. Life is full of walking on the edge of cliffs, trying to make our way to the waterfall, around the twists and the turns and over mountains and great views and unexpected twists and turns and valleys that we go through. And sometimes what we want to do is look around for confidence, going, am am I headed in the right direction? Am I going the right way? We're looking for a sense of confidence. Am I going in the right direction? And also what we want to ask is, am I okay? Just who am I? Am, Am I okay? And we kind of want to look for someone to sidle up against or or with and go, am am I enough? Am I okay? Who am I and where am I going? And we can try to tune in to endless different radio stations. We go to our friends and our family. Who am I and am I going in the right direction? We can go to social media, Facebook, Google, the news, horoscopes, whatever you might have a look at or listen to wherever you might go for your direction in life and your sense of identity, we're all on this search for this sense of confidence. And sometimes there's so much white noise out there that it's hard to tune in and discern the actual voice of wisdom. Um, And then on top of that, there's someone called the devil. Um, There's Jesus and then there's the devil. And the devil's agenda is to destroy your life, is to wreck your life. And he might come with nice, beautiful in, you know, enticing kind of language, come this way, this is the right way. But the devil's agenda ultimately is to destroy your life. But that's what this series is all about, is tuning in to the voice that counts above every other voice in our life. Above every other voice, every other frequency that we can tune into, we want to hear from the voice of God. We have a God who created the universe yet cares so intimately for you. I mean, we repeat it almost every week. Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I oh, know I've got good plans for you. I've got a good de- destination and direction for you to go. Come to me, let me walk with you. Where the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy, Jesus said, my agenda for you, my agenda for you is to bring you life, peace, joy, fulfillment in everything that you go to, that you go through. And the truth is that God is always speaking to us. It's a bit like a radio station is always sending out those frequencies. It's always there, available. Whatever frequency it is, the question is, are we tuning in to God's radio station? Are we tuning in to hear his voice or not? And so tonight is really basic. I'm going to be speaking about some of the five ways that God can speak to us. And our hope is that we can together go on this journey of learning to discern and tune in to the voice of God. It is a bit of a journey. You make some mistakes and some failures on the way. But I tell you what, it is the most exciting voice to tune into ever. God is for you. He created you. He knows what makes you tick. He knows why you exist. He knows the purposes for your life. And to the extent that we can be led by His voice is the extent that you'll be filled with joy, with a sense of satisfaction and confidence as you head into the plans that God has for you. Um, the good thing is, is this, that Jesus himself said, my sheep know my voice. Jesus said, my sheep, those that 
have volunteered to come into my, under my care, that they're my sheep. They know my voice. They recognize my voice. Um, in ancient Israel at the time of Jesus, the shepherds at that time weren't like the shepherds that we have or the farmers that we have in Australia and New Zealand where they just herd them up on the four-wheel motorbikes. They don't care about the names of the sheep or whatever. It's just get the sheepdogs to herd the millions of sheep into the next paddock. But in ancient Israel, the sheep recognized the voice of their shepherd. The shepherd would call and the sheep would they'd just, be, they'd just be following. They'd recognize the voice. And the same thing is with, with God's voice. We begin to recognize what God sounds like. Just like when I used to tune in to Triple J. I'm like, ah, that sounds like Triple J. I began to recognize what Triple J sounded like or ABC radio, boring. Um, but as you get into being an adult, you're like, hmm, maybe I will listen to the farmer's reports and what they think. I'm getting old when you're listening to ABC um, or Hot FM if you're from Albany as well. And you begin to tune in and recognize that is the voice of God. This is not the voice of God as we go. So five key ways to hearing and tuning in to the voice of God. Are you ready? By the way, my voice, I don't know why it's just not working as well tonight as it does sometimes. So um, the first way, the first and most, the primary way that God speaks to us is through scripture. The primary way, if you want to hear and tune into the voice of God, the main way he speaks to us is through the written word of God. Some people call it the logos. It's the written word of God. And kind of an analogy that kind of works, and you'll get my point, is the Bible is kind of like a will. If you Imagine a wealthy person, right? And a wealthy person wants there to be no confusion about where their assets and where their inheritance is going. So they write a will to make it really clear about where everything's going. Because if you're a part of a family, sometimes what their will might be, if it's not written down, it can be very subjective. They're like, well, I know my granddad, and he'd want me to have the piano. Because I remember playing with him for hours, and we had a special thing going, so of course he'd want me to have the piano. But they don't actually really know until granddad writes down in his will, the piano is for Susie. See, it can be the same thing with us when we're hearing the voice of God. Sometimes it can be very subjective. Well, I feel like God is like this. Well, I think God actually is like this. And it can be very much dependent on our own perceptions about what we think God should be like, about what we think he should do. And when you've got 8 billion opinions about what God should be like and about what he should do, I mean, you can imagine there's about 8 billion different versions of who God should be on the planet. But God defines it for us. In the written word of God, he says, this is who I am. This is my will. These are my desires. These are the principles for you to live by in your life. And the truth is, sometimes we can be a bit offended by it. Like, imagine poor old Susie. Is she so confident that she's going to inherit the piano? But then she reads the will. She's like, it's going to Bill. She's like, what? But she has no idea. Actually, granddad wanted it to. Sometimes when we read the will of God, when we read the Bible, it can sometimes be a bit offensive. Like, I wouldn't have done that if I was God. I wouldn't. Oh, how dare God be God? You know, sometimes it can be offensive, but the word of God reveals truth to us. And scripture, though, is, you know, far more deep, is far more profound than just a will. And by the way, God is still alive. He's not dead. Um, and so scripture is unbelievably profound. It's a collection of 66 books 
that were written over a period of 2,000 years by 44 different authors and written in three different languages across three continents. Can you imagine? That is crazy. But yet, nonetheless, despite that, throughout the whole Bible, it's the same message. There's no conflict in terms of the overall message that says God created humanity for relationship with himself. He loves humanity, but humanity rejected him. Said, God, we're going our own way. And then since the beginning of time, the whole Bible talks about God wanting to reconcile humanity to himself through Jesus. And the same story is, exists the whole way through Scripture. It is miraculous. And this is the written word, the general word of God, or the Logos word of God for us. But then there comes the Rhema word of God. Everyone say, Rhema. The Rhema word of God. Now, the Rhema word of God is when you're reading the word of God, the general word of God. And the Rhema word of God is when the Holy Spirit takes his highlighter out and lets a piece of scripture jump off at the page and applies it to your specific situation. Um, You know, some of us come across all kinds of decisions like, should I study? Should I go for a job at Macca's or here? Should I travel? Should I date that person? Should I, what should I do? And when we come to a decision, well, it's not really written in the Word of God. Well, as you're going shopping, you should choose the Pringles over the Twisties. That just doesn't exist. But there's principles in the Bible. But what the Holy Spirit will do is highlight Scripture and make it relevant to our life through the Rhema Word of God. Um, for example, Jess and I, when we were in Melbourne, and we were considering moving over to the other side of Australia to start a church. In some way, you're like, that is crazy. Why would you do that? Um, but we, we had this desire. We felt like it could be God. And then for me, back then, I was in a bit of more of a better habit than I am now about reading my Bible. I kind of had this Bible plan that I was following. Not so consistent at that these days. But back then, you know, I was pretty diligent. And then I got to my daily Bible reading and I began to read through a piece of Scripture. And then, bang, this scripture jumped out off the page at me it didn't literally but it felt like that and it was like the holy spirit was speaking to me through it and the scripture was about king david who commissioned his son solomon the next king to build the temple he said solomon you're going to build the temple but what king david did he said but i've supplied all of the gold all of the timber all of the silver all of the cut stone that you need to build the temple i've supplied for you And also, he said, not only that, but I've provided all of the skilled workers, all of the skilled craftsmen that you need to build that temple. I'm providing all of this for you to set you up for success, that you can build the temple so my spirit can fill it. And as I read that, I felt like the Holy Spirit say, go and build the temple. We are the living temple, a living church. And as you do that, as you step out in faith, we're going to provide all the financial resources you need. And let me tell you, God's promise that promise that i hooked my faith into it it was unbelievable the way that it came about see i used to get paid to be a fundraiser but i couldn't earn i couldn't i couldn't fundraise even a third of the amount of money that we raised to plant the church in like double the amount of time and god provided so much resource for us to launch a church according to his promise And then also God's promise was, I'll provide skilled laborers to help you build a temple. And like Jaden Hall, and God was faithful to his promise. Jaden, who's the youth pastor for Everlife, he he left his full-time position in Kalamunda 
as a youth pastor and worship pastor in, in Kalamunda. Great resource, pay, a step of faith. He left all of that, the security and comfort of that, in order to say, God, where do you want me? And then now he is with us at Everlife, making a massive impact in the youth, in our church, all because of his yes to God. But God's faithful promise to us was that God would provide skilled laborers. We saw Dave tonight on the drums. He's drumming away. His wife, David and Evangeline, they are skilled worship leaders. We see so many people, Jake on production and so many people that we could mention, skilled people that God has bought to build a temple for God's spirit to flourish, to be poured out here. And it all began with the rhema word of God. And you know, God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. Specific words in your situation. Not just general biblical knowledge, but actually to speak a rhema word of God to your life. But get this, if you want to hear the rhema, you've got to get it in you. If you want to hear the rhema, you've got to get it in you. If you want to hear the rhema word of God, then you've got to be feeding yourself consistently on the logos, on the word of God. Some people have said that the written word of God is a bit like filling your rice up, filling your pantry up with rice. If you want to cook a meal, you've got to have some food there in the pantry to cook it with. And so if you kind of supply the rice, the food in your pantry by getting it in you, then the Holy Spirit will every now and then take out the word of God and cook it up for you and give you a rhema word. And so it's this. If you want to hear the rhema, repeat after me. If you want to hear the rhema, say it like you mean it. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Williams. (laughs) If you want to hear the rhema, you've got to get it in you. Awesome. So I want to encourage you, get into a habit of getting it in you so you can hear the rhema. Um, Psalm 109 verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. If you want to be led, if you want direction, who am I? Where am I going in life? Make it a priority to get into Scripture. The second way that God speaks to us is through the Holy Spirit. The second way God speaks to us is through the Holy Spirit. When, when, when Jesus left earth, he said, hey, I'm not going to leave you on your own anymore, but I'm gonna, it is a, we sometimes undervalue this phenomenal, amazing gift that God has given us. Before Jesus, before Jesus, this wasn't available to people. But Jesus, when he left the earth, he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. But my spirit, I'll leave with you. I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit. My presence to be with you wherever you go. He's called the counselor. That word counselor in Greek is parakletos, which literally gives this idea of someone walking beside you, giving you wisdom, giving you insight, giving you tips, giving you advice, giving you comfort when you need comfort. This is what the Holy Spirit, what God with us wants to do in your life. And it is so exciting to begin to discern the Holy Spirit's voice in our life. There's nothing better than hearing the voice of God who wants to counsel you, who wants to comfort you, to give you wisdom. You're not on this journey alone because we've been given the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, Acts chapter 20, verse 22, it gives us an account where Paul was led by the Holy Spirit. He said, now I'm bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. Cool, what, to do some shopping? No, I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me 
that city after city, that the jail, that jail and suffering lay ahead. Great. Let's not go to Jerusalem. But here is Paul being led by the Holy Spirit. He was so compelled. Imagine being so compelled by the Holy Spirit. Imagine being so compelled by the voice of God that you don't care what is ahead of you. You know that suffering could be ahead of you. You know that jail could be ahead of you. You know that there'll be hardship, but there's nothing better than being compelled by the Holy Spirit to risk it all, to lay down your life, to to make your life count for something worth, like I said the other week, dying for. Imagine hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit that gives you the confidence to do things like face suffering, like face jail, like facing rejection from other people, facing whatever obstacles might come your way. The Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit speaks, it gives you confidence and a boldness because you know that God is with you and it is powerful. The Holy Spirit can speak to us through, it's like a, a whisper. Now, some people are like, I've never heard the voice of God. And they say it's audible. And God does speak audibly very occasionally. I've met about three or four people that that's happened to in their life. But I've never heard the audible voice of God. But the Holy Spirit speaks to us through impression. It's, this, it's almost like a whisper. It's a, it's a sense within you that you feel like God is whispering something within you. It's, it's delicate, yet it's profound and deep and powerful. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to us through dreams through visions. I haven't necessarily seen a vision before, but it's, it's there. It's, it's exciting the different ways that the Holy Spirit can speak to us. And I want to encourage you to be leaning in this week. Go, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me? Would you teach me to tune in to your voice? Um, I remember a time when Jess and I were spending time with someone. We were praying with someone. And this one person, they, they felt like there was a bit of a, a, a blockage between them and God. They're a Christian and they want a relationship with God, but it's, I'm not really feeling it and as we prayed I got this impression that this person may have been involved in a Ouija board like it's an occultic sort of practice a Ouija board um, where demonic spirits are invited to move some glasses on a board or something like that to communicate a message from the dead or or something like that and so I had this impression that this person may have been involved in something like that and this could have Open the door for some sort of demonic influence in their life that may have prevented them from, I don't know, maybe sensing a greater level of intimacy with God. And so, you know, sometimes you get it wrong, right? Um, but I'm like, okay. And so I said to her after we prayed, hey, I just have a sense and impression, or I just got a question to ask you. Have you ever been involved with anything like that? And she's like, oh, actually, yeah, when I was a young girl, I was in a room of people where they were doing that. I didn't participate in it, but I was, I was there watching it. I was like, well, maybe what we could do now is actually just pray about that for you to ask God's forgiveness or in a sense to renounce that and go, no, I don't, I, I don't want to welcome the effect of that in my life. And so we, we just led her through a simple prayer. And we prayed for her. And in that moment, it's like this breakthrough happened where she then felt the presence of God. She, it's like it just unlocked something there. And that wasn't written in the Bible. Uh, this person did the Ouija board and therefore it's actually an impression that God speak, can speak to us that wants to unlock freedom in people's life. And this is God's agenda for you and I and for the people around us. His agenda is he's leaning in going, how can I bring freedom into your life? How can I see you get the most out of life? How can I see you fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose? And one of the ways we can do that is to lean into the voice of 
of the Holy Spirit and it is so good to be part of. Number three, we're going to go through the last few a bit quicker. Um, number three, the third way that we can tune in to the voice of God is through other people. Um, right now, maybe God will be speaking something to you through me. I'm not saying I'm God and I'm, I've got the, you know, I, I visit heaven every, every night to get the, get the word from God, but God can speak through people in our life. Um, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20. It says, get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise for the rest of your life. That's a pretty good tip. If you want wisdom, ask people for advice that have been there before you. You can hear the voice of God in practical ways like that. Proverbs 15, verse 22. It says, plans go wrong for lack of advice, but many advices bring success. Have you ever had plans that go wrong because you haven't asked advice and you're like, man, I could have just checked in with that person. It would have saved me a lot of pain down the track. I know I definitely have before. Wisdom comes when we want to share our journey with other people. There's actually something powerful about inviting other people into your world. Um, for me, if I live in my own head too much, I can almost delude myself or convince myself that, yeah, this is God. Yeah. Sometimes I just get in my own head. I'm like, yeah, the Holy Spirit, yeah. You know, I, I kind of like did the whole blind thing. I picked the verse and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that something's God and like, yeah, I'm so confident about it. And I come in, I'm like, hey, Jess, yeah, hey. <laughs> I reckon that this is God because of all these reasons. And sometimes when you share what you think is God with someone else, it's just like the light goes on. And you kind of see things as they are a bit more. You're like, and Jess is going, are you sure that was God? I kind of maybe, would you consider this option? Or do you think maybe this? And all of a sudden when you bring it into the light, it, it can be such a healthy thing for us to do. It's just to run things by people because sometimes we can find ourselves down the track that we're convinced something is God and we can actually set ourselves up for disappointment. But it's good to invite wisdom by trusted people um, in our lives, people that have got some wins on the board in the area that we're looking for. For example, you're not going to really ask people for advice or listen for the voice of God about relationships with someone that's just got a big trail of broken relationships behind them in their life. You want to find someone that has got a track record in the area that you're seeking wisdom from. Um, the fourth way that God can speak to us, there's many different ways, but one one way that God can speak to us, tuning into the voice of God, is through something really simple, and that's just our own desires. I mean, once we kind of hopefully work through some selfishness and I just want to get my own way, you know, the childish things like that, and we're kind of leaning in with this authentic surrender. God, I, I really want to lean in. I want to be led by you. You've been around a lot longer than I have. You made me for a purpose. I don't really know what it is, but God, I come with a disposition of, of going, God, God, would you, would you leave me? As we come to God with that, then a, a big way that we can tune into the voice of God is through our own desires. What are the desires and the dreams that God has placed in your heart? What are the things that you're attracted to? Sometimes some of the problems that you see in different scenarios can actually be shedding a light into the area that God's calling you to fix. Some of us are like, oh, that should be done better. And actually sometimes you're called to be the answer to the very problems that you see. And so our own desires, maybe you've got a desire to be an entrepreneur. 
oh, that's not wrong, that's not spiritual. Let me tell you, it absolutely is. Maybe you've got a desire to be a nurse or, or a doctor or I want to go overseas and give everything away and be a missionary. I want to, whatever, whatever it might be, if there's a sense of desire within you, that could be something that God is actually speaking into your life. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. See, often our desires can be something that God is actually outworking with us. Maybe we need some wisdom to add to that so that we're not completely led by our desires. It sometimes maybe need to be, you know, um, given some wisdom around. But our desires can definitely be pointers towards God's direction for our life. And for, again, for Jess and I, this whole area of church planting and starting a church, there was a desire in our heart that we literally got the baseball at, out and tried to like beat it down. Not that we didn't want to, but it's, we, we just did not want to be led by our own feelings or emotions that can go up and down. But we, we, we just could not put it down any longer. And we had such a sense that, no, this is a desire God has given us. We've, we've sought wise counsel. We had a sense in the Holy Spirit. God spoke to us through those, scripture, those scriptures. And I want to encourage you not to ignore your desires not to ignore the giftings the things that you're good at the dreams and the desires that God has given to you bring them to God and bring bring them to God and say God would you would you stir these desires up would you work within me that I can use these desires in a way that produces fruit and freedom into people's lives Um, and lastly number five is through red lights and green lights Aren't red lights so annoying? They're really annoying. When you're on your way somewhere and you're just like, that amber light happens, you're like, can I just make it through the other side? Should I put my you know, pedal to the metal and just push through? When it's just too late and you get to that red light, it's so frustrating. But red lights are really helpful because they stop you from crashing and injuring yourself. You know, we don't, we, don't we, prefer, we prefer green lights. I want green lights all the way. But red lights are so handy. And sometimes red lights in your life can be the best light that you need. Another way to say it is a closed door. We're talking about just simply, does God open the door for you or does he close the door for you? Does he produce a green light for you or a red light for you? Is, is there an opportunity for you to step into or is there not? Sometimes it's just so circumstantial, very practical in the mystery of how God works. He is so big that he can work everything together. And it's a mysterious thing that God does. But he says, submit your plans to me and I, I will lead you. I will guide you through your life, through the red lights and through the green lights. And so for Jess and I, for us, again, when in our story, we, we really needed a green light. We, we had the desire. We, we had the, the word of God, a sense of the Holy Spirit. Um, we've been speaking to different people. There's a sense of wise counsel. Yes, you're not just randomly choosing this. But then what we really needed is a green light. And for me, the green light, it reminds me of when Peter was on the boat. Um, when Peter and the disciples were on the boat and they were crossing the Sea of Galilee and it was a bit stormy and all of a sudden Jesus appeared in the distance. And Peter's like, is that, is that Jesus? And he calls out his his green light he was looking for a green light and he said Jesus if that's you would you call me and I'll come to you I'll like walk on water 
I mean, who's ever walked in water before? But Peter wasn't just going to jump out of the boat and be an idiot. But he wanted a green light from God to step out and walk on water and do the impossible, but he's waiting for that green light, a word from God. And so he called out to Jesus. He said, Jesus, if that's you, call me out on the water. And Jesus said to Peter, come, it's me. And so what that did with Peter is it gave him the confidence to do what no one's ever done before. It was absolutely impossible for him to do. But at the word of God, at the green light, he stepped out and he began to do the impossible and he walked on water. And you know, this is what God wants us to be doing. He wants us at the word of God to be stepping out of the boat, out of the safe, comfortable zones. And at his word, at his green lights, he calls us to leave the safe, safe area of the boat and take steps of faith for him. And for Jess and I, the green light came in the form of relationship. We reached out to a network of churches called HarvestNet. And our green light for God, we said, God, if this is you, would you give a yes through this network of churches? And we left it in the hands of God and they got back to us. They put us through this Harrison profile assessment where we had to do all this self-identity sort of stuff and are we, do we have the skills for it, etc. We've been through that process, but then they had a, a chat amongst themselves, a bit of a group huddle, and they got back to us, like biting our nails. <laughs> Will it be a red light or a green light? And they were like, yes, come, we'd love to have you in WA. And we're like, there it is there it is it's a green light and so we stepped out of the safe zone and we stepped into the faith zone let me tell you walking on water seeing God's miraculous provision what he has done is unbelievable is miraculous and that's what we believe for you we just believe for the miraculous in your life as you begin at the word of God to step out of the boat and do the impossible for God to do miracles. I believe this, this room is so full of people where you're going to see miracles happening in your life because you've got the guts at the Word of God to step out of the boat. And let me tell you, it's not always clear. It always requires a step of faith. You've got to be willing to get it wrong. Um, I've got it wrong a few times. Jess has saved me from getting it wrong a few times. But a few have kind of got through the keeper, you know, and there's no slips in position. Um, there's been times where I've been convinced something is God and I've like just fallen on my face. I'm going, whoa, right. But you know what? I'd rather get it wrong sometimes and risk it and actually do something with my life and see the miraculous unfold. And the cool thing is God is full of grace. He's not like, you got it wrong. <laughs> you couldn't tune into my voice. So yeah, ha, get stuck. But God is like this GPS system. I heard it at, at the Alpha course where, you know, when you program your destination in Google Maps and Google Maps, you, you set the destination and if you get lost and you take the wrong turn, then it just sort of automatically reroutes, reroutes. You're like, oh, okay, we can get back on track. No matter how many times you take that missed turn, if you're distracted, then Google Maps is endlessly, eternally patient with you. Have you noticed that? Google Maps has said, you're taking too long. You're taking too many wrong corners. That's it. I'm out. Siri's like, that's the end <laughs> for you. <laughs> but you know what? God's so endlessly patient with us. He just, he, as, as we just say, God, would you just leave me? He's like, yep, you, you've, 
And one day I looked at my Google Maps and apparently my blue dot told me I was out in the middle of Australia in the desert, but I was actually in Sydney, you know. Sometimes we can just get our positioning wrong. Like, oh, I thought I was here, but I'm here. But you know what? God can just redirect us. He is a good God. He loves you so much. He's got good things for your life. And so why don't we just all stand up together? I just want to give us just a moment. Just in this moment here, just before I pray, I'm just going to give a moment just for you, just before God, just to say, even right now, if you want to close your eyes, if you're online to make the most of this opportunity, God, would you speak to me? God, would you open my eyes? I believe right now the Holy Spirit is just moving in this place, giving you a desire to hear the voice of God, to tune into His Spirit. Maybe even right now, He's just gently speaking something to you. Oh God, I thank you. Your agenda for us is freedom. Your agenda is love. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that you just speak to us, even now. Even now, Holy Spirit, this week, Lord God, as we go into our world with all the white noise, all the activity going on, God, we pray, Lord God, and I pray over every single person here in this place, online watching, that you give us the grace to tune in, to hear the voice of God. And Lord God, I just declare over this place and over every single person, Lord God, that as they take steps of faith, Lord, that we will see the miraculous happen, Lord. We will see people walking on water, in a sense. We'll see open doors, Lord God. We're going to see you do miraculous things, miraculous provision, opening doors, Lord, opportunities, seeing your power move, people getting jobs, provision, relationships, opening up, Lord God. And I just thank you, Lord God, that we're not led by fear, but by faith. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Let's just sing this song together. Thank you so much for your love for every single person in this place, God. We thank you that you love us, Lord, that you love, 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 love every single person in this place and watching online. In Jesus' name. Hey, what we love to do at the end of every single service on a Sunday is give people the most amazing opportunity they could ever have, and that is to begin a relationship with this God that we've been singing about, this God who loves to make something beautiful out of our mess, this God who created the universe, but yet at the same time loves you so intimately. He's created you for a purpose, and He's created you for a relationship with Him. You know, the Word says that, um, it, it is sin, it is our guilt and our shame, the things we've done that acts like a barrier between us and God. But the reason we love Jesus, the reason we talk about this man, Jesus, was because Jesus was God's answer. But God sent Jesus, who willingly came to earth. God came as a man to identify with us, to live a perfect life, to become the sacrifice on our behalf to pay the debt that we could never pay ourselves towards God through His death on the cross, on the crucifix, His crucifixion, through Jesus' death on the cross, He bore our sin. He bore our punishment. He bore everything that we deserved on Himself so that we could be free, so that we could be forgiven. And Jesus died on that cross. And on the third day, he rose again victorious over sin, victorious over death, victorious over the devil. He wants to bring victory into your life. He wants to bring hope 
and forgiveness in your life. But it's not a thing out there. It's not a token or a voucher he wants to give to you. The answer is a person. He himself wants to come into your heart. He himself, by the Spirit, wants to come into your life. He He wants to sit in the car with you. He wants to give you directions. He wants to sit with you. He won't necessarily rescue you from the valley, from pain, but his promise is he's going to walk it through with you and he's going to lead you out to the other side. And one day we can spend eternity with him. But it all begins with our choice. But we receive this free gift of forgiveness, this gift that God died to give us. And we can receive this gift by an act of our faith. It's really simple. When we give a gift to our kids, like we did for Liana for her birthday the other day, with a grateful heart, she was like, thanks. She's like so grateful for this gift. She she didn't earn it. She doesn't have a job. You know, just like this song said, we we can't earn it. It's not something we earn by our, our own goodness. But it's a gift, a free gift we receive by faith. And so a way that we can receive that gift of faith in our heart can begin by prayer. And what I'd love to do is just to pray that prayer with you tonight. If there's someone here that, just like Harry said on the video, he's like, I drifted from God for many years, but at that moment I wanted to just, I've kicked Jesus out of the driver's seat. I want to put him back in. Come, come, and come with me. Come with me again. If that's you tonight, we want to pray with you. Maybe you've never invited Jesus into your heart, into the driver's seat of your life. Maybe you've never trusted in that gift of his forgiveness to you. You might not understand all of it, but maybe tonight there's a sense of confidence going, I think Jesus might know the way. And I think I would like to have Jesus with me in the car, in my heart tonight. And so in a moment, I'm going to be saying a prayer with you, those watching and listening online as well. And just so I know who I'm praying for, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand nice and high. So can we just all close our eyes across this room? And if that's you tonight, in this moment and you want to say yes to God maybe your heart is beating fast right now I know it's happened to a few people you're like I don't understand all of it but but there's something in me that says yes I want this if that's you and you want me to pray with you why don't you right now lift your hand nice and high so that I can see it in this place maybe there's some people online yeah there's one hand we can see that is so good Thank you so much. Maybe there's people online that have also responding. want to encourage you. God can see your hand. Why don't you put your hand up? We'd love to include you in this prayer. But tonight there's one person that is so significant and we want to cheer you on. We thank you so much for making that decision. It is the best decision you could ever make. This side of eternity, it will affect you for the rest of your life and forever. just want to give just one more moment. If that's you tonight. Why don't you say yes to God? Why don't you say yes to God in this moment? Let me pray with you. If that's you, why don't you put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. That is so awesome. Thank you so much. Wow. Right now, God sees you. He knows you more than anyone else does. And although you're in a crowded room, you matter so much to Him. Thank you so much. That is awesome. I see the other hand that's just gone up. That's so good. Thank you for your bold decision that is so powerful thank you lord just one more moment if that's you and you want to join these people tonight who are saying yes to jesus 
If that's you, why don't you put up your hand nice and high so I can see you. That is awesome. Hey, the last few weeks we've had different people say yes, and it's so exciting. It is so awesome. Come on, let's, why don't we just give these guys a big round of applause. It's the best news. So good. All right, let's pray this prayer together. And especially for those of you right now, God sees your heart. Why don't you just open that door of your car? Just open it. Just pull up the side of the road. Open your heart and let him in. He's so happy. He's so keen. Why don't we pray together? Dear God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you've forgiven me. I believe you died on the cross. So forgive me of my sin. I believe you rose from the dead to give me victory over sin, over the devil, and over death. I just surrender my life to you. Would you come into my heart? Would you take the driver's seat from this point on for the rest of my life? God, right now, I pray for every single person praying that prayer, Lord especially those that might be online praying that prayer right now. I just pray, Lord, for a fresh feeling of your peace, of the joy that can only be found in you, God. I thank you for your goodness for them, Lord, that they will discover that you are good for them, Lord, that you have good plans for their life. In Jesus' name, and we all said, come on, let's thank God for his goodness tonight. We're going to finish off. With this song, so good. I reckon we can do a bit of dancing. It is worth celebrating. Socially distanced dancing. <laughs>